Welcome everyone. Join us as we talk about vaccines and retirement. Big discussion. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. So today's topic, oh boy, this is a big one, Cassie. Vaccine, the <laughs> vaccine mandate. <laughs> there is so much going on right now and it's crazy to me to see or to hear um, well, both really to see and hear, because I, I see it from friends and family um, who are, you know, federal employees on my personal Facebook. And I'm hearing it from financial professionals who are working with federal employees on, you know, what is reality and how different agencies and supervisors and all of these folks are um, are, are telling employees or, you know, what disciplinary actions are actually being taken as opposed to how it's supposed to really work based on the president's, um, you know, mandate order that he's put in place. And so it's, it's right. so interesting to me to see how there's, you know, this is how it's supposed to work. Uh, here's the expectation, but then you've got what's reality and it's just there's such a big gap on <laughs> what on those two fronts um mm -hmm. yeah so so here's what i suggest i'm going to pretend like i'm a federal employee and i'm just going to answer ask some questions does that, does that work would that work for you <laughs> sure okay so, uh, and I'll ask some questions that I've heard. Um, okay. All right, Cassie. I, you know what? I, I heard that from my boss. I, I'm, I'm watching the news and I'm, I, it says one thing. And I got an email from my agency that says another thing. Of, okay, like November 22nd is the, is the drop dead date that I'm going to be, you know, I hear, hear that from my agency that if I'm not vaccinated by the 22nd, I'm fired and that's it. And, and I've heard from my manager that I might even lose my benefit, my, my retirement. Um, I haven't heard that anywhere else except for my manager. But if I don't, if I don't get vaccinated by the 22nd, and I guess I have to be fully vaccinated by the 22nd. Actually, let's start there. Do I have to be fully vaccinated or is it just the first shot or or what is that? Okay, so the mandate says that people or employees, rather, federal employees, need to be va fully vaccinated by November 22nd. Fully That's vaccinated. So fully yes. is fully like, for example, for Pfizer, first shot, two weeks later, second shot, Two weeks later, is that considered fully vaccinated or is the second shot considered fully vaccinated? The second shot. So for Pfizer, it's actually a three week difference. You've got your first shot, then you've got it was three weeks. Uh, okay. Three weeks later, yeah, you've got your second shot. And okay. then I think with the Moderna, it's four weeks. And so you have your first shot and then 
four weeks later, you have your second shot. But with Johnson, but I've Johnson heard, it's only one it's, shot. Yeah. But I've heard that you're not considered fully vaccinated until two weeks after, for example, the Pfizer shot, two weeks after that second shot, that you're not considered fully vaccinated. Oh. Well, <laughs> I do know that there is... What they're saying is by November 8th, you've got to have your first shot. Your first shot. Okay. So they're they're counting. They're counting. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense then. Because here's the deal. If you have the Johnson & Johnson, then two weeks later, you're fully vaccinated, right? So, and that's only one shot. But the other ones, I think as long as you're you know, in the process of being fully vaccinated, then you shouldn't have any issues. Okay. That makes sense. Right? Okay. However, oh, if no. you're not fully vaccinated, you say, no, thank you. I'm not getting the vaccine. Um, I'm against it. Right. There are ways around that. And I don't think that people are being informed about Wait it. Wait a minute. Right. Yeah. Before we go there, we're going to talk about, though, if somebody's not fully vaccinated by November 22nd. If they're not fully vaccinated, the president's mandate yep. says that there will be counseling at different steps before there's extreme okay. these reactions being taken. So, wait a minute. So the 22nd isn't a drop dead date then. Is that right? I mean, if you're not fully vaccinated by the 22nd, they'll give you counseling and training and and try to convince you. Is there a drop dead date then? I don't know. (laughs) There's so much going on around this vaccine mandate and some are even you know, saying um, it's too much. I think there's even a a case in Florida right now where the contractors are fighting against it. Wow. Like in general, there's just so much going on around the vaccine. It'll be really interesting to see what continues to happen as we get closer to this date. You know, I I have... Based on the mandate that the president has, um, his executive order that he's put in place. What were you saying? You have what? So I have a friend who is a contractor for the federal government, and he has diabetes and some other health health issues, and he can't get the vaccine. If he did, it w- it wouldn't be good for him health wise. And right. he got the he got the um, exception. And then they denied the exception after that. Wow. And and that's the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that? So there's two reasons that are supposed to be, uh, you know, where people can file and apply for these exemptions. The two reasons are medical or religious, right? Okay. But there's limitations. They're not guaranteed just because you fill out the paperwork and apply for them. There, There's going to be limited exceptions. But in the case of your friend, I'm actually really surprised because he has serious medical conditions that 
he should be allowed, I, I would think those would be parameters in which they would grant right. an exemption. And they did it first, and then they took it back, which really blows my mind. And, and I, I can't tell you the degrees to which this good man went to get this job um, and, and was so excited and has had it for a few years, only a few years now. And then wow. it's gone. So in that case, that person's not may not be vested in the program, the CSRS or FERS, and he well, might lose his pension. He's a contractor. Oh, never mind. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. But yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's go to that, right? Sure. So we, I've heard from some federal employees. In fact, I got a I got an email recently from someone saying, "I am two years away from being eligible to retire." And I guess um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fired, and so I'm gonna lose my whole pension. That 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 was that was what he said to us. Wow. Thoughts? You know, I actually got um, two or three different financial professionals who reached out to me and said, "Hey, how does this work? Because this employee is being told by their supervisor that they're going to lose their pension and their benefits if they don't get the vaccine." That's, I mean, that's not true in the case right. of whether you're vaccinated or not. Are there reasons that somebody can lose their pension and their benefits? You bet. But it's very extreme. It's like treason and, you know, aiding and abetting the other, uh, you know, country <laughs> in a war. Like, it's. Who knows? Serious... Maybe they think that not getting the vaccine is treason. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I you're right. Do, no, they still no, get to keep it. They, they still get, still to, get keep. to keep it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. As long as you have five years vested in the CSRS and first program. Okay, so let's mm. let's go back to requirements that are going to be need to be made in order to qualify for a pension, in order to be able to keep your benefits in retirement. Right. That's where the requirements for for eligibility rules kick in. Okay, so you've got to have five years vested um, in order to qualify for retirement and and keep your benefits. You've got to have a, a reduced pension or um, you know an unreduced pension and some sort of immediate access to right. your. Um, your pension in order to keep your benefits. If you go out on a deferred retirement, you haven't met your MRA, you don't get to keep your benefits anyways. So right. those are normal retirement rules though. You will eventually receive your pension at age 60 or 62 or MRA, depending on your years of service. But you don't get to keep Begley or FEHB and you don't qualify for the special retirement supplement. Right, That's normal. But on an MRA plus 10 or, or regular retirement, you know, 50s or I'm um, sorry, MRA with 30 or 60 with 20, 62 with five years, you get to keep those benefits. Right. Um, you know, all of those rules, but you have to qualify for that type of retirement. Okay. Right? So if I'm, if I'm a federal employee and I say, well, that's not what my manager told me or that's not what my HR told me. I, I'm caught in a in a catch twenty two here, or am I? Because I, I I don't know what to do now. 
Listen, if you were going to lose your pension and your benefits because of not being vaccinated, I really feel like that would have been in in the executive order, right? And it's not, right? And it's not. That's not part of the disciplinary um, factors or, or, you know, actions rather that can be or, or consequences, if you will, that are given to an employee because they're unvaccinated. So the consequences that are supposed to happen are what we talked about, the counseling, the education, and that sort of thing to kind of steer people to get vaccinated, right? But other agencies, I feel like are going to the extreme because here's the deal, the, the mandate was put in place by the president, but it is given the responsibility of what those disciplinary actions are supposed to be to the agency. So it's their responsibility, uh, excuse me, responsibility to, to see or, or to put into action what they're actually going to um, to have per agency or per department, right? So, so one agency can say, yes, that's what we're going to do. The other agency can say, nope, if they're not fully vaccinated by this date, they're out. Which so if I'm working for, is going if, on. if I'm working for NASA and I've got a buddy at DOJ the way it works could be very, very different for both of us. Yeah. But we assume that because we're we're both federal employees that it works the same. So all this information is being spread between people, water cooler stuff all over the place because they're panicking. Oh. They're trying to figure things out. And it's yep. and it is an absolute mess out there. Yes. Yes. They're not going to lose their pension and their benefits as long as they qualify for the right retirement, right? And I've I've got a situation right now where um, I dealt with a financial professional just two weeks ago on a federal employee couple, right? One of them has not met his MRA, but he has the years in service. Okay. The other, the, the spouse um, has met their MRA, but not quite their full years of service. They'll get their oh, full years backwards. of service in December. Oh, so weeks, 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 weeks after. Yes. That's cutting it way too close and missing the deadline. Holy cow. And so, you know, and they're looking, they're both looking at what are their options if I get fired because I don't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, one of them, there's the, the deferred retirement option, like we talked about, because they're, they haven't met their um, MRA, but they have their years in service. Yeah. Right? That person is not going to be able to continue FAGLI or FEHB. They're right. simply going to receive their pension at a later age because of the deferred retirement rules. Right. The other spouse who has met their MRA, they have over 10 years in service, and so they can actually retire with a reduced pension. But it is a 20% reduction. Right? They, If wow. they can make it a few extra weeks past the deadline to be vaccinated, they will have a 20% increase in their pension because they'll have their years in service 
and obviously have met their MRA. And so they're looking at, a, a you know, having an unreduced pension at that time. Well, then how can and they how can they make it past the deadline, though? Isn't the deadline a deadline? Well, I'm hoping that their agency will let them use their annual leave. <laughs> there we go. There <laughs> we go. Because they have plenty of annual leave and sick leave in place. And so, you know, my advice to the advisor was see if their agency will allow them because they won't. They're not getting vaccinated, but they're not working either. Mm-hmm. Right. So is there a way that they can use their sick leave to get past or to get to that date where they're not going to lose out on a uh, and have a 20% penalty on their pension amount? That's yep. a big difference. Especially Huge. when their other spouse won't be having a pension at all, or uh, I'm sorry, a, a pension or a, a, a income right away. Obviously, this person will have to find under other employment or, you know, figure something else out um, because they're not getting vaccinated. And you know what that just made me think of is that they they could have had their you know their path to retirement just lined up. Well, now the, th- the choices that they would want to make on their benefits, so for example, the survivor benefit, it would have been one thing, but now they've got to switch that because of the way. Yeah. If, if they were able to do what you're saying, if they were able to at least do that, they would still need to switch their survivor benefit to allow the spouse to have health care that yes. didn't get to carry that at that time. And so yes. it not only because switches that piece, but it's, it, 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 it's a domino effect is what it is. It is. And it's and it's so crazy because now they have to redo essentially their planning. Yes. Here they yep. probably both thought that we're gonna be good. We can both keep our health insurance, you know, if we have other things in place, you know, either one of us won't need to have our um you know, a survivor spouse benefit, especially because they have Um, other accounts that would financially support them. Yep. In fact, the other side, the person who qualified for that deferred retirement, right? They're going to lose their sick leave. He's, this person has been saving up their sick leave to be counted towards their retirement pension. They're going to lose it now. Because they're going out on a deferred retirement they don't get to add their sick leave to that pension calculation. Wow. Right? And so <laughs> because of that, you know, here's the other thing. This is when we have to go back to the agency to see will he be able to um, or will the agency rather allow that employee to use their sick leave prior to retirement. Right. And the other thing is if he can, he will not only get an extra four months added to his pension calculation, but then on the flip side of that, he'll also be able to access his TSP penalty free because oh, then boy. he separates service because then he can make it past January in which the year in which he turns age, you know, for special provision to be 50 for 50. regular employees, it's 55, right? Mm-hmm. So this person mm-hmm. is of age to then have penalty-free access as long mm-hmm. as he can separate after January 1st. 
So will the ad agency at least allow him to make it to that point? I mean, these are the kinds of things that employees are having to figure out individually. You know, oh, is the agency willing so to work with them? About that. Yeah. Yep. As okay. As if the federal retirement systems are not complex enough. They add yeah. this on, and it just doubles the complexity, and, and, and it's mind-blowing. And so Cassie and I are going to be putting out a number of videos uh, up, you know, up to and through this whole vaccine thing, and also going live as well, where yes. people can just jump on and ask questions about, okay, you know, this is, this is what I've heard. Is this true? Great. We want to dispel the rumors. We want to make sure that everyone has the real information and isn't acting out of fear, but out of real, true information. And so if you have something that you're thinking of that, oh my goodness, I need to figure this out for myself. I need to know what this is right now. Get on with us at fednababble.com and go to fednababble.com and put in your put in your question there. And let us know, and we'll, because Cassie and I are answering these questions with um, our advisors that we work with, our trusted advisors, and we'll make sure that uh, you get some answers to your questions. Yes. And and some help on how to do it. Yeah. Also, join us live on Facebook or YouTube, um, whatever that looks like, and, you know, um, ask questions. We want to be able to help you guys. We want to give you the correct information, um, even though there is a gap between an expectation and the reality of what's really going on. And I want feedback. Are you guys having troubles with your agencies in being able to use your leave? What are they telling you that you can have happen, right? Because I know people are already getting fired for this. I have a friend who works for OCHR, and I asked her when I heard about those people coming back to me and saying, oh, are they going to lose their pension and benefits? And I said, are people already getting fired for this? She said, yes. Um, yeah, this is happening. You know, because the other, the other flip side of it is like, I'm sure employees are thinking, okay, am I really going to get fired? Is this really the disciplinary action that my agency has chose chosen and it can be really confusing because especially if they've read the executive order which says they would get counseling and and all of these things right but remember it's up to your agency on whether or not they can um choose to actually put those in place a lot of agencies from what i'm hearing are just going cutthroat nope you're fired so wow you know cassie as as you're as you're saying all these things right now, what's flashing through my mind are so many different examples of employees and their situations that they are in of, oh, here's a little nuance that could change everything. Here's a little nuance. Here's a little something. Okay, well, what if this happens? What if, what if my agency does this? What if I'm like this eligible but not this eligible? What if just there a million different so things many. in my head? Yes, there are so many what-if scenarios. And that's why, you know, if you guys are curious, what are your options? That's what we do at FedOptions. We help employees to understand what those different options are based on their situation. 
obviously we do that through helping the financial professionals who work with us um, to, to help them understand what your options are, right? Because uh, if you go to the financial professional and you say, I want to retire on this date, most of them will run that situation, run that scenario. Well, we take it one step further. We're looking <coughs> at, you know, what happens if this is changed? What can we do here to make this situation better uh, or more financially advantageous for an employee? Or what are the consequences if this doesn't happen, right? And so we, yeah. we really make sure that the financial professional can do their their job and by do by doing their due diligence for them and making sure that they have all the information they need for for you guys to really be able to help you know explain these things and so that's why we're looking for your feedback we want to help you guys understand how these things are working out so please join us on the lives sorry we weren't able to go live today we did we tried but <laughs> we had some technical issues oh well um, yeah but join us you know this is going to happen um, uh, what time is it, Kevin? Uh, 10 a.m. Central, right? Uh, right now? No, what? Oh, <laughs> what time are the lives? Different than, oh, when we go live. Yes, it's it's yeah. 11. It's, it's 9 a.m. Pacific. So okay. 11 Central. <clears throat> 11 12 Central. Eastern. 12 Eastern. 9 a.m. Yeah. Pacific. Join us for Fednababble and and. Give us some feedback. I want to hear from you guys about what you're hearing, what's going on, um, what, you know, whether it's from coworkers or supervisors, agency department heads, you know, who is talking to you and what are you hearing from people? I'm sure there's a lot of different information out there, especially from friends friends and family on, um, you know, different, different situations. Okay. Let's hear it all. Join us live and we will get going. Thanks, Cassie. Such a good topic. Such a horrible, good topic at the same time. I know. It's a bittersweet. (laughs) It is. It is. But we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. Okay. Until next time. We'll see you. Thanks.